This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Bartender Podcast. I'm your bartender for the evening. You, you can call me the dude. It's easy to remember, pretty, uh, you know, simple. But you can call me Anthony if you choose to get to know me a little bit better. Most other people do. Don't call me Tony, please. I, just, you, you won't get an answer. If you try to sit back and say, hey, Tony, give me another beer. I'll just assume you're talking to somebody else because I don't go by Tony. I don't feel like a Tony. And, you know, a bunch of other stupid reasons. Anyway. Welcome back to the show, people. Uh, Hope everybody is doing well with the whole quarantine thing going on out there. All all you bartenders and servers out there that are currently probably binge-watching Netflix, hopefully you're taking a little bit of time, get a little bit of exercise, get the rest that you've probably needed for a very long time. Maybe spend a little time with your loved ones, your kid, your uh, significant other. uh, You know, just... Uh, you know, take advantage to make a few memories uh, and, you know, use this time wisely. I mean, because truthfully, we're not making any money. This is a very depressing time. This is a very scary time. And while uh, most of us just don't know what to do. Uh, I mean, I haven't, uh, I don't, I have another job uh, right now. And everybody around the office is going crazy with uh their Purell spraying Lysol on every damn thing, spraying it, spraying a ten percent bleach solution on every damn thing, and uh, you know we all got to worry about that sort of thing. But there is that little spark in the back of my head that says, "My God, we've all gone crazy." I mean, it's just holy shit. I mean, you know what? Uh, what, how are we going to get out of this? Everybody's paranoia is uh, at its peak. But, uh, you know, one way to get past that is today's drink special. Uh, sorry about that really horrible uh, segue. I found this drink on Instagram uh, from the Garnish Guy. Uh, the Garnish Guy says, Rainy days are for drinking martinis, staying in bed, and binge-watching scary movies. So uh, so I'm assuming that quarantine days are probably the same thing for everybody. So uh, if you're uh, if it's a rainy day, you're staying in bed, binging scary movies. According to the Garnish Guy, he suggests this. It's a drink that uh, is called Call Me Karen. Uh, it is a uh, drink of the martini variety. Uh, it's two ounces capers infused Ziffergen. I hope I don't know if I said that right. One eighth ounce of dry vermouth, uh, one quarter ounce olive brine, one drop habanero tincture. I'm, I don't know how to say that word. And three drops of Parmesan cheese tincture, whatever that means. Um, but the garnish guy suggests all that he doesn't give a information on how to make it. He, but the picture that he posted on there looks really cool. Go check out the garnish guy on, uh, Instagram. He, uh, takes some really cool drink pictures. And cause this one, it actually reminded me of something I think was on a Futurama episode where 
they all had martini glasses and they pushed a button on the glass and a cloud uh, appeared above the glass and rained a drink into their, uh, rained whatever they were drinking into the glass. It, I know it's in a Futurama episode somewhere, but uh, I couldn't find it right away. He even challenged me to it. Really? Which one? And I was like, crap, I don't know. But, you know, I'll find that eventually and we'll let him know. So, uh, yes, uh, go uh, go out and try the Call Me Karen. Sounds like it's uh, your typical martini where you uh, put it all into a shaker uh, over ice and shake and strain it into a martini glass. If I'm wrong, contact the garnish guy and he'll tell you exactly how to make it. Well, now that we got the drink special out of the way, uh, stick around to the end of the show because I'll be playing a new single by Melissa Mickelson. And but until then, you know, like I said, everybody, we are stuck in our houses. We are stuck in our apartments. We are stuck in our cars, wherever we choose to set roots. And uh, because of this whole quarantine thing, and I can tell just by the look on social media that a lot of you are sitting back thinking about what you miss about your job. Because, yes, we do miss working behind the restaurant. We uh, I mean. Uh, working in the, inside the restaurant because that's where our friends are. That's where the people we know are and people that we like, people that we hate. Yeah, people that we hate. We still enjoy the, uh, you in our lives, even though we hate you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, good luck to half of you to try to figure out which one you are. But, uh, you know, we're all quarantined. Uh, a lot of restaurants are closed. I live in West Texas. And the rules aren't as strict as in other places around the United States. They're still allowing a, I think it's a 50-person capacity inside the bar or restaurant. But, uh, you know, it's, they're watching everybody like a hawk just to make sure that they don't go over that. A lot of, all, a lot of the local restaurants are going to drive through or uh, pick up only. Uh, you know, it's a great way to stay in business, but it's also a hard way to stay in business because people, you know, it can be intimidating. You drive up to even, uh, you drive up to your favorite restaurant and just because you're really in the mood to have their, uh, steak fettuccine. I just made that up. I don't know if that's an actual dish somewhere. And, you know, it's, it's. Uh, their food specific, you're really in the mood for it, and you see the parking lot is full of people waiting to get their food. Do I really want to wait this long? Crap. But you all, uh, but everybody out there is doing their best to help maintain some of these restaurants because uh, the quarantine's not only bad for us, but it's bad for the restaurants. And, you know, um, that talk about the whole incentive thing, sending everybody a thousand dollars so that we can keep the economy going. I don't, uh, this is as political as I get people. I don't think that's the right move uh, because uh, you know, with all of us uh, that don't have sick pay, all of us that don't have medical insurance, um, we get that thousand dollars. We're not going to go out and buy ourselves some new clothes. We're not going to go out and buy ourselves new anything. Odds are that money's go to going to go to rent because no matter what, wherever you live, I bet you 
if you um, if you miss your house payment, if you miss your uh, apartment payment, you can't say I missed it due to the coronavirus. They'll say, give us our money or you're homeless. Of course, it won't happen that quickly because by law, they have to give you a certain amount of time before they can evict you. But at least I think that I'm sure there's somebody out there that's going, no, I had a friend that did that. No, uh, but, you know, it's just all the bill uh, bill collectors, they don't care about a coronavirus. In fact, there's probably nobody at your local Visa card uh uh, place, you know, whatever, whoever's visa card that you happen to have right now that is sitting at a desk, it's all computerized and the computer does not care. Uh, if you have, uh, if you are stuck at home with, uh, the coronavirus for the next two, four weeks, or you're not getting paid for the next two to four weeks because, uh, your work shut down, you, you, you know, you, sure, you had to apply for unemployment, and you're getting unemployment, but uh, getting unemployment is not what you were getting paid when you're actually working in the restaurant, working behind the bar, or working the floor, because you're getting a percentage of your hourly wage, but you're not making tips, and it's uh, it in this once again, is all becoming really scary. But, uh, you know, at least you, uh, you got your restaurant closed. There's no chance of being, uh, you know, getting uh, this virus inside all of your food, all over your stuff, um, and, uh, you know, chairs, tables, all that stuff. And, uh, and then risk getting your entire all your employees sick and then you'll have to shut down anyway. But, uh, so, you know, it is better that we all stay home in my worthless opinion. And just because we don't want to get sick ourselves and, you know, us getting sick, um, you know, it usually it never used to really matter. Uh, but there are a lot of people around the world that are dying because of this, uh, mutated virus or whatever. And so we got to do what we got to do to keep us and our families safe. That's just the way it is. But say you've been sitting in your house. Uh, let's say most people have been quarantined for a little over a week now. And you start sitting back thinking, I wonder what my customers are doing right now. Did they drive three counties over to a restaurant that uh, hasn't been closed and they're drinking there now? Uh, you know, you know, they were in the middle of telling me a story and, uh, you know, I'm now I have to wait until this quarantine's over uh, before I can hear it because God knows I don't want them to have my phone number. You know what I miss watching though, when I was behind the bar, watching people try to hook up, watching people that, uh, are obviously, in love with each other, but neither of them have a damn clue, or at least one of them doesn't. I started thinking about it the other day because uh, because I was, ran across this post on social media. Uh, it was TikTok, I think. And a whole bunch of people posted pictures of, or videos of themselves kissing their best friend for the first time. Uh, 
and their best friend usually was pretty clueless that they had any feelings for him whatsoever. They just thought they were friends. And uh, it, watching people hang out together uh, uh, constantly and everybody else in the bar can, you know, can see something's going on. Something is there except for those two who are dead center in the middle of it. it it's the most incredible thing that uh, I've, that a bartender as myself ha- uh, gets to watch. And, and in fact, it's one of those things that I'm surprised there's not some kind of psychological study that was made public or interests the public uh, for that sort of thing because it's crazy. You see two people that obviously are more than friends and uh, most people are just standing around and just looking at him going, it should just bone and get it over with. So here we go. We find this couple. Let's uh, make them a boy and girl. And uh, they hang out together. They laugh together. They're constantly sitting at the bar talking to each other. Most of the time, they're just talking to each other. And that's it. There could be absolutely nobody in the room except for them talking to each other. And then uh, I never asked because it was never any of my business. But there would always be a customer eventually that would say, are you two together, boyfriend, girlfriend, married, whatever? And then uh, one of them says, oh, no, no, we're we're just good friends. And uh, then people would just kind of look at him going, uh, really? But, uh, or, you know, if you get that uh, proper drunk customer, it's like, well, you two, you know, probably should be together because you, you two are, you know, like really awesome together. And, and it makes the, makes the boy and girl uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, but, you know, their friendship sustains. But, uh, you know, odds are by that point, a seed has been planted in one of their heads. And all this, you know, it becomes one of those Meg Ryan, Sandra Bullock, uh, Ashley Judd movies where, uh, you know, she, uh, you know, goes, she goes out with these, all these other guys that ultimately treats her bad. Or he goes out with all these other women that just use the shit out of him and, uh, and, you know, and just drop him like a stone eventually and then the, all of a sudden at the end of the movie, they both have this major epiphany and uh, the music starts swelling and then they go running into each other's arms. Okay, no, that doesn't happen in real life. But uh, there have been times where I'd see these uh, this couple, uh, be it any gender, it doesn't, doesn't, you know, mix and match your genders. It actually doesn't matter. And... You think to yourself, you know, they're more than friends, and it, uh, and you start to laugh a little bit because you sit there and realize they're more than friends, and they don't even realize it, and uh, you know, it. That's one of the uh, one of the funner things to watch uh, in the bar is when couples uh, couples get together or meet the first time or whatever. And because you can see the sparks, you can see the excitement and that all that sort of thing. But 
in this case, it's actually kind of frustrating for the audience because everybody's just like, would you two just bone, please? Uh, and then uh, you get to hear about the story later where like uh, I had a waitress that worked with me and she got to be friends with a guy that came into the bar uh, on a regular basis because he was injured from work. So he was on workman's comp and she started talking to him. And, you know, when she'd get her shifter at the end of, uh, at the end of the night, she'd sit and talk with him. And this went on for a couple months. And eventually, uh, they, you know, um, I was just, I was, I just kept saying to myself, they're going to end up together. Yeah. That, that's, that's just the way it's going to be. They're going to end up together. And, uh, eventually one night, uh, they, uh, uh, she mentioned that, uh, he was a good friend and he got the gonads to say, well, I kind of actually think of you as more than a friend. And the music started swelling. Uh, I, you know, the, the jukebox was on, but, uh, uh, you know, the big moment came and then all of a sudden they decided, let's get out of here. And, uh, I'm not going to use any specific names. Nobody else knows the story. As far as I know, besides me, uh, you know, they were taking their opportunity. They were taking life by the gonads and saying, you know what? We both have deep feelings for each other. Let's do this. And so they ran off and found themselves a private hotel because he lived with his mom and dad and I, she had other things going on in her life. Um, and so they found themselves a hotel room and started to get a little nasty. And then all of a sudden, they uh, both of them had belly button rings for some reason. I don't know why both of them did. but uh, And uh, they locked bumpers. And so... Uh, I, I, I get the, well, the story ended with him having to go to the hospital and get a couple stitches, but, uh, you know, that, that was just one of those moments where it's like, yeah, they like each other. Holy shit. They actually got the balls to actually follow through with their feelings, you know, cause a lot of times, a lot of times people don't actually follow through because something gets said or something is done where uh that where one of them gets frustrated or or they just continue to be really freaking clueless on what kind of couple that they actually are and another uh halfway decent example uh is where the couple is together uh the only way i uh i've seen this happen is uh between a boy and a girl so we're, we're going to go keep keep going with that uh, demographic, um, where the guy is hanging around this girl. He obviously likes her, but she has absolutely no clue. And, uh, but he does everything to try to, uh, prove to her that, uh, he cares about her. He'll drive her to, uh, drive her to work, when he obviously has to go to work too, he'll pick her up to go to the bar. He'll, uh, uh, take her to school. He'll, uh, help her out with groceries. It's one of those guys. And, uh, and then, uh, some, when somebody finally, you know, like I said, every once in a while, the customer gets a little bit too nosy 
and says, are you two together? And my favorite, uh, most heart-wrenching moment is when the customer, uh, well, one customer says, are you two together? And the girl says, oh, my God, no. Oh, oh God, no. Ew. You know, he's like a brother to me. No, I, I, ew, no, I couldn't do that. Girls, I'm going to let you on an, in on a little secret when it comes to uh, a guy being around when you say that. If you have to go through this whole thing where you go, oh my God, no, ew, he's like a brother to me. Odds are that really, really killed your guy friend's self-esteem. And uh, it's, and that, that is actually really mean for you to say, unless uh, it, other situation, I mean, that, that sort of thing ha- used to happen to me every once in a while, but 95% of the time it was understandable because the other, uh, the girl that would say that was in, in some kind of relationship, uh, whether she'd be married or have a boyfriend or something like that. And, uh, you know, and truth being told, most of the time I thought, uh, thought of them when they said that as a, you know, you know, it's like, no, I could, couldn't ever mess with her. We've been friends for too long or, or, but it mostly came down to just flat out respect for their significant other. But when the girl was single and the guy was single and the girl goes, ew, no God. Yeah. That hurts a guy's self-esteem. I'm pretty sure it does a number to a woman's self-esteem too, but I can only give you the guy's self-esteem because Hey, I'm, or the guy's example, because Hey, I'm a guy. If I get a woman onto this show, we can talk about that and she can give the woman's uh, opinion on that sort of thing. But to a guy that is extremely excruciating because, um, yeah, odds are the guy likes the girl because he's done everything under the sun to help her out just to be referred to as uh, a eunuch. You know, it's like you, you might as well be a Ken doll at that point because, um, you know, they don't have the same feelings for you. Odd, in in most cases, I've seen the girl doesn't have feelings for that guy at all. And now, this isn't all women. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to keep that in mind. This is not, I'm not talking about all women do this. Only certain women. And uh, it's, uh, you know, the guy, he obviously does everything because they always come in his car because she doesn't have one. And uh, in just to hang out. And it becomes kind of sad after a while because the guy's trying his hardest to prove instead of using verbal communication to prove to this girl that he has feelings for, but she's got no fucking clue. Or if, if she does have a clue, um, she's ignoring it the best she can. And, uh, it also comes down to, uh, uh, that guy, that same guy, uh, he has to sit in his apartment alone and she goes out on a date with a guy that's obviously abusive um, and or bad for her in many different ways. Uh, and he has to sit in, uh, sit in his apartment and then the girl all of a sudden calls him up late at night and says, hey, come over, let's smoke a cigarette. And he's crazy enough to get into his car, drive over to her place, and they sit 
smoke uh, smoke a cigarette, and she he gets to hear about the date they had, and uh, you know, and you know how good the date went. Okay, how bad the date went. Uh, you know, but that's just an example of one type of personality, and you know, not all women are like that. Just there are some, and I've and I've seen all kinds of different personalities and but uh, probably in the bar situation that one comes up uh comes up the most but it is a genuinely uh beautiful thing when you see two people they obviously like each other and they know they like the other person and uh but neither of them has the guts to take that jump, you know, uh, to really, uh, to finally blast out their feelings because they're afraid that it'll change the friendship. It'll, uh, you know, change the whole dynamic of everything. You know, what if that person doesn't like me, uh, the same way I like them. And then we don't, uh, then I can't hang out with them anymore. You know, that is probably an extremely common thought when it comes to boyfriend, girlfriend, 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 boyfriend, boyfriend type of situations. I mean, it's got even got to be hard for the home, uh, the gay, gay community because, um, you know, some, uh, some gay people, they keep it quiet that they are. And they all of a sudden dis, uh, discover that they really like their best friend. And, but they're not sure if their best friend would be in, you know, would be okay with that. And so they've got to keep it, uh, keep it a secret in some cases. However, there have been some situations where, uh, they're, uh, they're very open about their sexuality. Good for them. And, uh, then, uh, make a move on somebody that they find attractive. And, and, you know, sometimes it ends up good. Sometimes it ends up really, 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 really bad. Alcohol, uh, strikes again, making it really, really, really bad because then it becomes this huge drama. But those moments where you see two people finally decide, you know what? I'm crazy about this person. I've got to do something about it because this is uh, excruciating at this point. And it becomes like that scene in Chasing Amy where... Ben Affleck finally just all of a sudden decides to tell uh, tell Alyssa that you know what I love you. Uh, I don't if I hold it in anymore, it's going to kill me. In it's you know, that's not the direct dialogue. And Kevin Smith, please don't sue me for bringing up your movie. But you know there are moments like that where all of a sudden the guy would or the person would say. I can't think of you as a friend because I love you too much to be without you is actually painful for me. And to see you go out with other people is, is uh, just the worst torture that I can ever, I can ever conjure up because uh, you know, I know I can treat you better. I know I can love you for the rest of my life. And that is, becomes the big catalyst. Okay, where does it go from here? 
where what what's going to happen what's the other person going to say and it could end up you know like the dream uh, romantic comedy movies or it can be a, a series of awkward moments for the rest of your both of your lives and it's just because uh you know love and all that sort of thing is really tricky especially when it comes to being in the bar because you get that one guy that comes up to your bar and says, I love her. I love her so much. And then you start thinking about his bar tab. He's had two long Island iced teas, a Coors light. Um, you know what? That's great. I'm proud of you that you're finally able to admit that you care about this girl because honestly, we've all wondered, but do not take tonight as your opportunity to grab her by the hand, swing her into your arms, and give her that deep kiss because you are drunk off your ass right now. And no matter what, it's gonna, uh, it's not gonna mean that much to the other person uh, because you're drunk. They'll just sit back and even look at you and say, "You know what? You're drunk. Stop it." And it'll be a big uncomfortable conversation what i want you to do i want you to go home sober up wake up tomorrow morning and think to yourself do i feel the same way about this person is uh, do i feel like that i really need to tell this person because you need to think about this sober and uh most people never took my advice and they went ahead and uh started going off uh drunk and stupid and walked over and finally, you know, expressed their feelings for him. And it always ended badly. And, um, uh, drunk texts, those, uh, slowly became popular towards the end of my career as a bartender. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, that's the advice that I would constantly give uh, to most of my customers is when it came to, you know, they, them finally realizing I am in love with this other person, I can't hold it in anymore. Okay, good for you, but do it sober, please. And, you know, because, you know, alcohol, it intensifies your personality. And like um, Bill Cosby said, yeah, but what if you're an asshole? And, you know, if you are, uh, same thing, if you are a hopeless romantic, and you think, okay, all I have to do is tell them, the, uh, the music will come up, we'll ha- have a passionate kiss, credits will roll, we live happily ever after. Uh, okay, um, that doesn't happen in real life, ever. So the, uh, to all of you people that sit back and think, um, okay, I'm going to do it tonight, I'm going to tell them how they feel, shit, I need some a little liquid courage, Give up right then and there. Don't even try. Uh, Because if you can't do it sober, then uh, you can't tell somebody that you love them when you're sober. Don't do it when you're drunk. That's advice from Hey Bartender Podcast. But love is one of the biggest mysteries in the world, the hardest to figure out. And anybody says that they know uh, they've got it figured out and they know what it's all about. Yeah, they're lying. And odds are they've been in no less than uh, three relationships that year. And 
So, you know, follow your heart. Yes, please do it sober. Um, uh, cause then you'll end up less of a chance of being extremely heartbroken instead of just plain old heartbroken and you'll get it over, get over it faster. Uh, drink as much as you want. If you're, uh, uh, you're heartbroken. I mean, that's, isn't that one of the points of alcohol? Uh, forget your problems and, or bury your feelings or whatever, some, some kind of thing like that. And, but I do miss that, uh, honestly, it, seeing people get together, seeing people realize their feelings for each other, or just, uh, seeing people be friends instead of seeing, cause I, I worked in a small bar for a long time. Uh, I worked in a couple bars, but uh, the last bar I worked at was a small bar. So a lot of people had really no choice but to interact with each other. No clicks were made. You know, you didn't see certain uh, certain people in this corner, a uh, different type of person, and in this other corner. It uh, and the loners over at the bar staring at the TV. It was uh, everybody was kind of since it was a small, really cozy place. Everybody was kind of uh, forced to get to know each other. And uh, that made it kind of cool because some of the people actually uh, would get to talk to and realize that they liked a different personality than they're used to being around. And, you know, they, you know, some of the people was, you know what? I never thought I would like somebody who wore a Metallica t shirt or, I never thought I would like somebody uh, that had a high-pitched voice like that or wore glasses or um, date somebody that rides a motorcycle. Uh, um, You know, you you find out a lot of stuff that you could be, uh, that you normally wouldn't put yourself into in one of the smaller, cozier bars. And that's kind of cool. You know, because everybody needs to experience everybody else that uh, well not right now we're doing that stupid elbow pop instead of the handshake nowadays oh back to the coronavirus i'm sorry ladies and gentlemen bring you back down to that oh you know what i know what to do this week's musical guest is a country music singer beautiful model and social media influencer melissa mickelson well, uh, releasing her new single, probably, I think it was just this month or last month, uh, here to perform, well, not really perform, but uh, I'm going to play uh, her brand new single, Come Around. This is Melissa Mickelson.
Once again, that was the beautiful Melissa Mickelson performing her song, Come Around. If you want to hear more music by Melissa Mickelson, go jump on iTunes. You can find all of her music and stream it right there. You can also find out more information about her on her website, melissamickelson.net. One more thing before we go to last call, people. Uh, you know, I know some of us at least uh, miss work. Uh, we know we miss the money. We miss our customers. But uh, Hey Bartender Podcast would just like to tell you, hang in there. Uh, this will all be over soon. And until then, you know, I'm here to entertain you. I'm here to give you information. I'm here to say completely incoherent things or things that absolutely don't make sense to anybody else other than me. Uh and, you know, that's mostly all in all to entertain you guys. So, it is last call, ladies and gentlemen, last call for alcohol. If you don't come up to my bar, you ain't getting shit. Because I'm not walking all the way out there to get bring you your drink. Especially if it's a Coors Light. Have some respect. Sorry, Coors Light. Or Coors just Brewing Company. Um, uh, but... You know, if you want to follow, uh, find out more about Hey Bartender Podcast, you can follow me on Facebook, Hey Bartender Podcast, Instagram, Hey Bartender Podcast. Uh, I'm not on Twitter much, but you can try that too, Hey Bartender PO1. If you want to email me t- uh, to uh, tell me about a drink, tell me a story, tell me about your show, uh, you know, or you even want to be on the show, uh, email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. Uh, if you want to uh, go check out, other things about Hey Bartender Podcast, we also have a webpage, heybartenderpodcast.com. If you're a musical act, please feel free. Contact me if you want to get your music put out there. I will help you out because I love helping independent musicians. So just email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com, and I will get you guys out there. 
But that's it for the night, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to get onto iTunes or Spotify or whatever to share, like, and subscribe to this podcast. And remember, people, Hey Bartender Podcast wishes you not only health, but lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. Good, I had to blow again. I said, hey, bartender, hey, man, look here.